The 2023 NFL Draft had a good crop of linebackers, but they were viewed in a different light. 2024, I think it's better. I think there's more talent and there's a lot of depth. So who are the names you should know? Stay tuned because we're going to talk about them next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, the champ is here, my boy Keith Sanchez from LSU, Mr. LSU himself. You can find him on Twitter at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, and 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, man. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft. Like we say, the draft don't stop, man. We in the May and the draft don't stop. We keep it going. We're going through our positional uh, I don't say breakdowns, introduction, right? Introducing mm-hmm. to some of the best football players per position. And we on those linebackers, right? And before everybody says, oh, man, linebackers, we're not too sure. But guess what? This past year, we had a linebacker go in the first round, man. Top 20. Pick, top 20, pick 18. So linebackers matter, right? Linebackers at the end of the day matter. They're going to affect this draft. And, when, and may I say it, DP, you kind of talked about it already a little bit. This draft class with the linebackers, I think, is better. More complete athletes when we're talking about side-to-sideline range, physical, can play downhill against the run and play in the passing lanes. But, DP, let's kick it off, man, because, honestly, nobody's talking about any of the linebackers in this class. So, what some names you want to throw out when we're talking about the top of the, the, the cream of the crop, the top of the linebacker class for this 2024 draft? The episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Man, I you know, everybody who's who's followed me knows that I'm the, the new host of the Locked On Clemson podcast. Uh, and if you're a Clemson fan listening, Go go tap in, go subscribe to YouTube or follow the podcast on, on the audio version. But I gotta go with the home state and, and talk about their two, their duo. You know, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., this at six foot, two thirty, and then Barrett Carter, six one, two twenty-five. Both of these guys are high impact football players. Uh Barrett Carter really popped off and especially when I was watching Joe Alt. There were some reps where Joe Alt was climbing up to the second level to get hands on him and try to kind of, you know, t- try to throw him out the club a little bit. And he's able to shed and get back into, in, into phase and get back into the action and make the tackle for a short gain on the running back in the run game. But I'm going to tell you a name that, you know, I talked about on, on the locked on Clemson pod when I thought about Jeremiah Charter, this, this guy's really, really good in, in pass, in pass, uh, in pass coverage, um, you know, just dropping off in the zone, he has the fluidity, fluidity to play man. He reminded me a lot of Kobe Dean in the way where, like, he's not going to be the biggest or the most athletic, but the instincts, the motor, uh, just the leadership, everything he brings to the table. Like, you know, it, it's 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 high-level football, man. So him and Barrett Carter, the, to me, they're the two best linebackers in the ACC. And I'm not going to lie, they might be the two best in the nation. 
That's crazy, right? You talk about a tag team duo. Um, man, I, I've I've had the opportunity to, you know, watch a little bit of Barry Carter and Jeremiah Trotter. I really like how they they complement each other, right? And, and you think about Georgia, and you know how when they had Nicole Dean, and um, and I'm trying to think of the linebacker that went to Miami that was drafted a little bit later. Um, and and you know just good linebacker duos overall. This is this may be one of the best we've seen in a while. Um, both highly talented, instinctual, smart, physical, athletic. Like they check every single box. Um, when you're talking about linebackers, but also three down linebackers. Also, you already talked about them and pass coverage DP. So I agree with you, man. Both of these guys, um, extremely talented football players. Where they rank, you know, that's what we'll see. We're here to just introduce them, introduce the names to them, and it's crazy, right? Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Man, we're on. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. We're getting, we're getting old, old, brother. We had, we're getting we, had old. Old, we had Joey Porter Jr. last year. Now we're going Jeremiah Trotter. We're talking about true just defensive staples, man, in that 2000s, you know, early 2000s era, man. And we're up here uh, talking about their sons going to the NFL, so it's crazy, <laughs> man. But, DP, I'm looking at the bottom of the ticker. I see another name down there, Tommy Eichenberg, man. That was an Ohio State linebacker. Talk to me a little bit about him. Um, is he a tier one guy? How do you feel about him? Uh, moving into the to this uh, college football season, he may not be a tier one for some people going into summer scouting, Keith. But I think when he comes out of it, he could he very well will be. Like, I, and I, I look at it like this: if um, when you when you, when we saw this past draft with with what Jack Campbell going top twenty, if Jack Campbell can go top twenty, I think Ty, uh, Tommy Eichenberg is, can be a first first round pick as well. And, and you know he's kind of high cut, tall, got 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 some good you know height and weight to him. I believe he's about two forty six two, but Motor, um, he's got good range too. Like he's able to flow to the football and, and and chase down plays from backside pursuit, chase plays chase plays down as they're hitting the outside in the perimeter. And, and he he reminded me a little bit of Jack Campbell. Um, and you think about the uh, – I'm blanking on the other the, uh, linebacks from Ohio State. I think there's one that Sam, Jack uh, – I think it's uh, Jack or John Sam, Sanborn over, mm-hmm. um, I think, with the Chicago Bears. There, there's a, there was another one or two that's uh, come out. Pete, Pete Werner came out yes, a couple Yes, Pete Werner, ago. yep. Like, I'm telling you, these Big Ten linebackers, man, like they – the Big Ten knows how to, how, how to recruit linebackers and how to coach them up. And, and this guy's instinctive. Uh, he could he he really can play the run well, and I just can't wait to finish like really get into him because I was watching him against like Blake Corum and stuff. Just get into the tape fully. So and and when I was watching um, Joe Alt to to really see what he's like in terms of pass coverage, you know if he's a true three down player and get that full feel for his speed. But I think this is a this is a guy who has the opportunity to make him some money in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch them too. And like you said, all three of these guys are highly talented football players with DP. And that's that's the top of this, right? That's the top of this thing. That's the I guess the more prominent names. But I'm I'm ready to get into the second level because the second level guys, that's the guys I think that I'm excited about, right? Like there there's some names that can really pop. And when we're talking about like, you know, buy low and sell high, like these are the guys you buy low on these names right here because they could potentially blow up uh, through the rest of this college football season. So coming up next, man, we're going to get into this second level of these, these linebackers that could be ready to make an impact in the 2024 NFL draft. Best sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And right now, guys, you want to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs and the Eastern Conference Finals because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's correct. 
$2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. What I love about FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, the app is safe, secure, super easy to use. You get great promotions every day and you get paid instantly, guys. And it's not enough to just win good money and win a lot of money and have to wait five to seven business days or two weeks. You get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, which is FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the nba all right keith with with the names that you are excited about who who stands out to you that you want to go ahead and bring into the conversation yeah i'm taking the michigan man we talked about ohio state i gotta talk about the other side of the rivalry right i have to go to michigan junior coach and a guy that has played a ton of football over the past couple of years man has showcased to be a, a physical guy right he can play downhill but he, he also has the athleticism and i think that's very key uh, when you're talking about playing the linebacker position, because everybody they they somewhat they they underrate the position, right? And like, okay, it's just a linebacker. But when you understand, they have they they have equal amount of responsibility in both side on both sides, right? To play the run and to play the pass. So you need those guys to be well-rounded athletes. And Junior Coaching showcases as that man. When you watch when you watch Michigan, he's a key player for that Michigan defense. He makes plays already. I'm excited about him, man. He had two sacks this past year, showcasing that what, man, I could be used as, as a blitzer, right? I could be used off the edge and just trying to get after the quarterback. So a name that I'm expecting to, like I said, buy a little sell high. I'm buying low on Junior, Junior Coast because nobody's talking about him. But I'm expecting this guy name to consistently elevate throughout the, the rest of this, this college football season and through the draft process. I can't, I can't wait to get eyes on him. I still have Michigan for for our our buckets over at. Yeah, it seems like you got a lot of talented teams, DP. I don't I don't know what happened with our draft. Or did you just pull all of the teams? <laughs> or something not right. Something not right. Because I keep looking at it, I'm like, this is kind of off. Like DP has Ohio State, he has Michigan, he has Wisconsin, Who, Georgia. Yeah, like see, that's not that's that's not. We got to reshuffle the. Uh, we got to reshuffle the politics, man. Hey man, I, one thing I can say, brothers, I'm blessed, man. I'm yeah, blessed yeah. out here in these streets, I don't know, man. man. We, I, listeners, <laughs> DP might have bullied the scouting department. <laughs> might have bullied the scouting. I had no type of uh, <laughs> nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> but I want to bring up a name. Like it's crazy, man. Like you know, this year. Same last name, too. This year we had Ivan Pace was an undersized Cincinnati linebacker, right? Nope. This, this, you know, from the 2023 class. For the 2024 class, we have Deshaun Pace at 6'2", 250. Are we going to assume we're brothers? We're assuming they're brothers? I, I, listen, I have not looked into it. I don't even know. <laughs> but, like, a guy that plays both the run and the pass, uh, you know, in terms of getting, you know, really getting into to the the – the, the teeth of the defense. He's got. He had a sack on the season. A QB hit. Couple hur, uh, couple hurries and pressures. But also well over fifty. You know, uh, over 50, 60 total tackles on the season as well. He only allowed in terms of pass coverage one hundred and fifty yards in coverage. One touchdown. One interception. I want to just see what how he's used. Uh, you know, Keith, is he used strict uh, strictly as an off ball backer this year? You know, playing you know off in coverage on the outside because I you know they they run over three three five defense for mm-hmm. Cincinnati, which is crazy because they run it and they got they always have a ton of undersized guys running it. You know, Maze Sanders was two hundred and forty pounds playing five tech. You know, <laughs> you know Ivan Pace was like five nine two fifty two ten or whatever he was playing middle linebacker. 
you know, now you got six taller, six two, two fifteen Deshaun Pace. So I want to see where they play him and how they utilize him. Will he rush off the edge? Or is he going to be an A-gap blitzer and mugging up the A-gap? I just want to see how he's used, but he's a talented young man that I wanted to brush, make sure that we talked about. Yes, I mean, with Cincinnati, because you talked about them always doing it with undersized guys. I mean, we still have to understand, right? Like, they're not a, a, a power five team, so they kind of got to yeah. just plug and play, even though they're talented, right? And they give a lot of teams, power five teams, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC teams run for their money, but we still realize, like, okay, y'all are still in the AAC, right? Like, y'all not a power five <laughs> team so you know as far as just recruiting right it's yeah. just a little bit more difficult on um, being able to get those prototype bills dp i'm gonna continue i talked about georgia earlier and i'm gonna just continue on the name uh you know two names that sit there right we talk about one linebacker in in, in uh in small mondine a guy that got a lot of run last year uh showcased to be athletic guy can move sideline to sideline then the other guy is xavier sorry uh june he's out of the state of florida i think graceville florida shout out to graceville um never heard of graceville before i was watching xavier sword through recruiting um i think they're in that little panhandle part small town but a uh, big kid 6'2, 240 pounds carries it well uh was a multiple sport athlete in high school so i'm excited to see what he does right he, he's gotten some special teams run um, i'm excited to see what he does on the field for georgia because we know one thing they're going to georgia's going to have a defensive line right so the linebackers are going to be clean. So just to see these guys kind of, you know, scrape and fill or just, you know, kind of fast flow guys and to be able to get clean hits on a quarterback or be able to blitz right and get home to the quarterback also, um, I'm excited to see these type of things happen. Now, especially with, with, with Munden, you know, Junior, like, you know, just like I said, that, that range, that athleticism, you know, be able to make plays off in coverage. But you know what? The, you know, Georgia, man, Kirby Smart likes to heat up quarterbacks. That cross dog blitz has been a staple of what he's used with his linebackers are really getting into the A gaps and into the face of the quarterback and flush them to his edge rushers and his defensive linemen, man. And I, I'm excited to see what what, uh, what Small Munden is, is going to be able to do. And he's a guy that I, I could I envision a strong season from him. And we're talking about him as a, as a, a early day two type of selection. You know what I mean? Quay Walker went, went first round to the Packers and then the Kobe Dean, which I, again, I think that was a mistake. You know what I mean? We, we, we focused too much on testing. The Kobe Dean fell to the third round, right? Like, you know what I mean? He had like the injury. He didn't measure in the best. And then he did, he wasn't able to test and everything. So he fell to the third, to the third round to who? Them uh, Georgia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles over there, who's rebuilding that that national championship defense as they continue to draft guys. So I think uh, Small Munden is a guy that I'm really keeping my eye on, not just because he's in my region, but just the athletic profile. Teams need guys that can play three downs, that can do a lot of different things, whether it's rush off the edge, hit the A-gaps, drop off and drop off in coverage, and even play a little overhang. If he can be that versatile kind of chess piece on defense, that can help him make a lot of money. No, it really could. And you talk about Georgia and just what they're doing right now. There was that era and period of time where, and I mean, Alabama's still kind of in it right to where they had a first round linebacker every single year. And we know Kirby Smart coming from Alabama, right? He's at Georgia. You can see that he's building this program in the same exact oh now it's just kind of building on when you we have those position groups to where those guys are coming out the draft and it's it's on autopilot now right we you know you knew at one point to check for Alabama 
first round linebacker, first round offensive tackle, you know, first round wide receiver. Like you knew that, right? Like you knew that they was going to have a first round them. And now it's just getting Georgia to that point. And I want to see if they're building that thing to where it's first round linebacker year after year, because they have the athletes right now. It's can you develop these guys? Can they play well against the run? Can they play well against the pass and DP? Look, man, that wraps up tier two for us, right? It wraps up tier two, kind of getting to some names that play, but now let's do the deep dive, man. I'm going to go through some names, like I said, that pop off to me that I may remember from my experience when I was, you know, recruiting at LSU um, or just names that I've seen pop a little bit um, through spring ball and things like that. Um, so we're going to get into this, this kind of this next tier of guys where names are relatively unknown, may have not got a lot of play time, but put in the right position, given the opportunity, these are names that can pop off. All right, everydayers, it's time to wake up. These sleeper names, we're going to get into to some deeper dives, Keith. And uh, I, want, I want to invoke a name here Jack Kaiser over at Notre Dame. Um, a six foot one, 200, I believe, 230 pound, 235 guy who plays very well downhill. He has the lateral agility to, to cover ground and, and, and be a backside pursuit tackler, uh, you know, who plays with pretty good instincts. He could be a little over aggressive, a little tad aggressive in terms of, you know, shooting gaps and hitting the, hitting the wrong lanes because he's trying to get into the mix and clog running lanes. But uh, with Notre Dame having the opportunity, you know, th there's going to be a lot of scouts at Notre Dame games. This season, right? Joe Alt there, you know what I mean? Uh, Blake Fisher, who we talked about both of those on yesterday's episode uh, for, for the, for the or, you know, for, for Friday's episode for the tackles, Keith. Um, so I expect, you know, scouts to be at Notre Dame and, and get their eyes on Jack Kaiser. Like I said, he's 6'1", about 230, 235. And just for him, it's just being able to prove that he can play on all three downs and potentially be fourth round, third, fourth round type of pick and, 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 and really make some leeway in this talented group. Cause like athletically, like he moves well laterally, but I need to see that after the raw athleticism, can he really cover ground? Can he cover, you know, can he drop off well into coverage? How does he handle if he gets isolated on like pass catching running backs, things of that nature? Cause that's the way that will keep him off the field. If he struggles in that area. Yeah. You went Notre Dame linebacker. I'm going to go another linebacker in Notre Dame and that's, Prince Coley, man, a guy that hasn't got a lot of run, but I do remember him, um, like I said, from my time at LSU, um, athletic guy, fast twitch, smooth. And, you know, his 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 ceiling, his ceiling was J-O-K, and I was, that was Jeremiah Okuwasu. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was his ceiling, man. I'm not sure where, where he's developed at Notre Dame, but, you know, obviously they have a lot of, you know, high talented players. So you have to wait your turn at times, right? You have to sit there, you have to develop, you have to wait your turn. But Prince Coley was definitely a guy that I remember being very athletic, a guy that was physical, that was smooth, um, very smart, instinctive kid, also um, good on and off the field. I think this is definitely a name to check out. And DP, I'm going to throw out one other name, man, a name that we've uh, we talked about on our Talent Factor podcast, right? And then we, you know, that everybody kind of know because he was one of the more popular high school recruits, and that's Justin Flo. Um, he was playing at Oregon, received a lot of playtime at Oregon, but he just made, he transferred, hopped in the portal, and now he's at University of Arizona, uh, you know, maybe get more even more playtime or, you know, maybe different scheme situation. Watching him at Oregon DP, it appears that he was thinking just a little bit too much, right? It was just a lot going on. He was thinking a little bit too much. And maybe he just needs to be in a situation where he just needs to play downhill. I'll tell you this, though. 
if he if he lines you up right and he makes contact with you, um, he gonna hit you and he's probably gonna hurt you. Um, and, and he's he's a okay. He's one of those guys that you know what. I will knock myself out in order to knock you out. And that's a dangerous person on the football field, right? That's the dudes where you kind of look at and be like, you know what? Something about you ain't right. Like, I get it that football is physical, but you on a whole nother level of, you know, you really don't care about yourself. And those are the dangerous people, man. Um, and that's and that's Justin Flo. So if he gets it all together, man, you're talking about some high-level, high-impact, um, like just – ESPN highlights uh, type of tackles they uh, potentially Justin Flo can come up with. Hey, he's. Uh, I'm gonna tell you one thing, Keith, because I've watched him too. He better, he better get the instincts and tone down the aggressiveness so he can make the right reads. <laughs> because with the NFL changing these kickoff rules, you know he would have been a perfect guy about ten years ago on kickoff on, on kickoff going down there trying to light somebody up. But now they're like, man, listen, you if they you're trying to kind of limit a lot of those crazy hits and it might limit what he can do if he don't learn how to play linebacker at a full at a full potential. But I agree with you, like violent is the the only way to describe Justin Flo. Yeah. It's violent. Like he is one violent dude. And I just he's a headhunter, man. Like I remember watching him against Georgia last year, week one, and he like every chance he got, like he was trying to take somebody out, man. Just like looking for somebody to hurt. And like you said, that's a dangerous cat when you think about on the defense side of the ball, Keith. I want to go to the um to the Pac 12 over at USC. And typically we don't talk about USC when we talk about defenders. We talk Dang, about their offense all cool. the time. DT, that's cool, man. That, that is cool. I'm more than gonna get some US fans to tweet at you. They they're definitely gonna respond to you. But go ahead. Y'all remember DP said. Remember DP said Trojan fans, I mean, no disrespect. I mean, no disrespect. It just means that your offense is loaded. That's what that's all that means. Um, but they do have a linebacker over there, Keith, and he's 6'6", 200 pounds, Eric Gentry. And it's a guy that's very versatile because he played, he'll, he'll, he'll play on the D-line. They play him at weak side linebacker as well as some middle. But they're also you see him in the overhang, over in the slot, dropping off into coverage and covering those guys in the slot. And, and with 11 pressures, five QB hits, two sacks on the season, I'm interested because when you have this type of physical profile at 6'6", 200, it, 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 it gives me the type of vibes of, man, if you are athletically gifted and, and willing to do whatever the defensive coordinator needs you to do, I have me a chess piece. I have me a movable piece all over the defensive front to where I want these type of guys, the quarterbacks are, are coming out of the huddle and they're looking for that guy. Like where, where, where is where is Gentry, right? Or, or you know you know how quarterbacks talk. We're eight, number 18. Number 18, where is number 18? Because you know that if he's in the right spot, he can impact the game, whether it's picking a pass off or breaking up a, a third down to your slot receiver or, you know, showing off and, you know, being in the overhang and then walking up and blitzing off the edge where your guy, your tackle can't get there fast enough, right? Because he can't drop as quick enough in, into his vertical set to get out there and run him around the arc, hitting the, hitting the A-gaps but or just playing off-ball backer. And guys, I got one more name I want to drop, and and I'm not, I could, no, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Oklahoma, like they, they've had some interesting linebacker prospects. Now, have they all worked out in the NFL? Not necessarily, but they've been, they've been good college players. And I'm looking at Danny Stutzman, 6'4", 240, and similar to, uh, similar to to the last prospect. In terms of with, with Gentry, a guy that also moves around a lot, Keith, like plays in the overhang, plays both, you know, uh, middle and will linebacker, guy that blitzes, 
Uh, you know, you got pressures and hurries, four sacks on the season as well, playing off-ball backer, two interceptions, four PBUs while in coverage, and he only gave up one interception, you know, playing two years. And, and let, this past season, 2022, was his first year really getting those starter reps. So it's a guy that I think could be an ascending player in terms of those that day two, late day two, day three type of prospect that, again, I'm keeping my eyes on. I was like, all right, young fella, can you make yourself some money and move up a couple rounds? Because, again, when you have that size, that that that, that height and the, and the NFL weight, you're already going to be on the scout's eyes, right? You, you, then you got Brent Venables. That's the other key. Brent Venables over there with his maniac defensive concepts and stuff. <laughs> I, I, listen, man, I, I remember watching the stuff he did at Clemson, you know, before leaving to go Oklahoma. This man is a certified maniac on the defensive side of the ball. Your quarterbacks are going to be pressured. And I expect Danny Stutzman to be a stuntman and, and just do be whatever, uh, you know, Coach Venables needs him to do and attack offenses and quarterbacks in any way, shape, or form. So I'm just looking – I'm looking out for him because it's a name that a lot of people, similar to Eric Gentry, a lot of people don't talk about, but I think that they should because these are two athletic uh, and talented guys that are versatile. And, and you know this, you know the phrase, Keith, the more you can do, the more you can do, the better. Yep, the more you can stay on the field, man. And I think that's a theme for this linebacker class. I think if y'all if y'all heard us, man, we consistently said athletic, sideline to sideline, can play downhill. Those things matter in the NFL. And I think this class more than last year's class, they have those type of football players, man. I this is another class, just like we talked about the offensive tackle class um yesterday, right? Um, this I think this linebacker class is gonna be more complete and have a lot more depth to it. Um, than the previous class. So I'm excited about it, DP. Like I said, the linebacker position is always a position of people don't really care about them till they need them, right? To be like, man, I need a linebacker, right? So, man, go ahead and pay attention to these guys. Y'all urge y'all teams to get the linebackers, man, so that way you can have complete defenses. And for us, man, like we said, we'll get to the point to where we watch these guys and we'll give y'all our true rankings on them, um, you know, heading into college football season and obviously into the draft process. But from surface level, looks like this is a pretty good linebacker class. Yeah, my linebacker class, I'm excited to really dive into the tape and see what these what these cats uh, bring to the table. But as guys, as always, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Uh, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. You are the family that, that we appreciate and that we love, but you're also our everydayers. Take pride in that because you guys mean a lot to us. Um, you know, Join the conference. Come back and tap in with us tomorrow, guys. We will finish it off with, with those safeties, man. And this, listen, is the 2024 safety class better than 2023? We'll let you know if, if the talent, uh, if the talent really uh, matches up well, or who has the, the the advantage over who. So that'll be on tomorrow's show. Um, as always, in terms of Twitter, uh, you can find Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team.